see, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grassroots. This is Aaron Ashley Simon, and this is Brandon Killer B H Hall, and welcome to another episode of Grassroot Podcast. We are very excited. This is like what episode six, six seven, eight. Six. It's one of those episodes, but you know what? We love what we're doing, and we love that you guys love what we're doing. And you know what else we love? Our special guest who's on today. I know some of the previous guests that we've had, they are established people like Royce the Five Nine and Redman. But you know what? We wanted to switch it up a bit because there are some upcoming awesome talented people that we want to highlight and that we want you guys to get to know too because we truly believe in more specifically in this individual we truly believe in her ability her talents and we know she is going to be popping and we love her straight savagery too so we're going to show that also today um our special guest would you like to introduce yourself today hi my name is liana Banks. What's up? How are you guys? Doesn't she just sound great? She just sounds like an artist. I wish my voice was like that. Just, Hello, this is Leanna Banks. <laughs> I wish I had that tone, man. That's probably why I'm not successful in music <laughs> the way I should be. <laughs> but thank, like, thank you for coming on. We appreciate you stopping you by, me. joining us. Yeah, so the first question I like to ask, we ask everyone this question. And sometimes, you know, if you need a little time to think, go ahead. But who is Leanna Banks? Um... That's a great question. Uh, I think that I am just a woman who is living in her truth, like plain and simple. I'm just like embracing my hardships, my struggles, my triumphs, everything, and just like living in the moment and sharing that message with the world. Okay. Okay. That sounds pretty good. I mean, that's kind of clear cutter. But I mean... I feel like your music does more than that. Me, I've, I've followed you since Insubordinate, um, and that's one of your least standout projects, in my opinion, right now. It's a classic. I mean, it's one of the rare bodies of work I can listen to mm-hmm. full on. I don't have to skip anything. Um, I don't have to critique. I just can put it on and just ride to till this day. And a lot of your music, it kind of starts to stimulate those emotions that you tap into, you know, the, the family issues, the, uh, you know, you wanting to be your own person and having your own idea and, and, and trying to create your own brand. And then you have all these outside entities saying, hey, Liana, you shouldn't do this or you should dress this way or, hey, Liana, just wait your turn. Your, your time is coming. And then you just say, fuck it. Nope. I'm putting out whatever I want, when I want, and I'm, I'm being me. So, you know, talk, walk us through that process. Like, how, how does that normally happen for you? Um, honestly, I think I've just always been a rebellious soul. Like I've never I've never wanted to do what people wanted me to do. Like even as far as dressing, like you said, like when I was little, my mom used to want me to wear like what she bought. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, I want to wear the pink tights with the whatever, whatever. <laughs> like I just always wanted to express myself the way that I felt and not let anyone dictate how I should feel. So that was always important to me and um um, it carried over into my artistry, of course. Like I just, 
I, I didn't. People told me every time, like, "Oh, you can't do this. You're black. You can't do this type mm-hmm. of music. Um, you're a girl. You can't say that. That's like that's too harsh." Like I'm like, mm-hmm. that's how I feel though. Yeah. Like I want to say how I feel. I'm not gonna speak lies. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I just like I just said fuck you to everybody and was my truest self and just did what made me happy and. I'm happy right now. <laughs> so one of the things that I instantly noticed about you was your hair. And I feel like when you change your hair, that's kind of like the bold statement. So for you, was that kind of like the moment in as an artist where you're just like, you know, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be me. And you either accept it or not. Because even like that may be the first thing I noticed. But even in your music videos, everything is very bold. It's vibrant. You you show such an aura of confidence and it's not just even what you wear but even in your music your sound your songwriting ability so like when did that moment start did it start with your hair or was it even before that that you had that transitional moment um i think that started when i decided that i was gonna do music full-time i think that's when it all happened um i was going to school full-time i was working at um johnny rocket's part-time burgers. I was, yeah it was so good and I make good tips there too uh, looking at Johnny Rackets um, I was also a personal assistant and then at the same time I was like trying to record songs and like literally not sleeping like going back and forth doing everything and not sleeping at all and I was doing good in school and everything but I was just like this isn't for me like it's not not making me happy I know exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life and um I like I quit everything. I just I saved up some money, and I'm like I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna just every single thing I'm done. This is what I'm doing, and that I think that was really my moment of like my biggest moment of being bold. And when I was like, all right, I I believe in myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I had to put that belief in me first before anybody else did. So that was like a big vital moment for me. Well, I, I think that that's interesting. It, it kind of feels like early on, even I guess when you were a, a, a child, you kind of already knew who you were and wanted to be an artist per se. Or because I mean, I, you dance, and, yeah. and, and again, when you dance, it just seems like you're just free. You're just like forget anything. I'm just I'm just here. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that molded you in in a sense growing up early on and now to this current point where you are now where you're like all right no this is this is me I'm I'm living my truths and that's just it so I mean um with the with the, going back to uh insubordinate the, the first record that I, I mentioned to you was worth it I thought that that was one of the more honest records I had heard mm-hmm. that most artists or entertainers don't ever really uh express not in that light you yeah. know what I mean like where they talk about the hey you know my mom doesn't want me to do this she Leon, you have these dreams, but come on, what what is that gonna do? Like, where mm-hmm. you you're really standing up to the person that you look up to and admire, and then just say, ah, nah, ma, I got it. I'm 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 good. I, I think I got this one. You've you've gotten me here to this <laughs> point. I, I, let let me do this. You know how how has that relationship happened? Does your mom look at it like, yeah, Leona, you were right. My bad. <laughs> she does. She does. She um she came to my first like she's never really seen me live in in action with my own music. Mm-hmm. She's only seen me like in church or like. At a talent show, and I'm singing somebody else's song. Um, so for her to see like everything, like my choreography, my cues, my my lyricism, everything like in one, and then see a crowd singing back to it, she kind of was like taken away. She was like, "Oh my god, I didn't like, I didn't know." She didn't know who she was dealing with. Goddamn! I, I was like, I tried to tell you, like, 
Yeah, so that that was interesting. It was like it was really hard to deal with because I believed in what I wanted to do so much, but you know, like she would hand me a Kmart application, and Oof. I'm like, I'm like Ooh, yeah, like Kmart, I was not like, even like Walmart, like shopping, shopping. I was like, really? And then at the time, like I was making a living. I've I've been making a living off music since I quit school. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been writing independently for um, artists and charging to write since then. So that's how I've made my living. And Mm -hmm. I was making a living. So for her to come at me like, oh, you should get this because it's going to be a substantial income and Mm -hmm. you'll know when you, whatever. I was like, but I make more than that if I sell one record (laughs) and I can write a record in like 30 minutes. Like, why would I do that? And um, yeah, it's just, it's pretty cool for her to see my songs now. And even like the other day she went to get her hair done and um, she played my music for like the hairdresser. She's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna give you a discount." And can you let her know that <laughs> that I'm, I'm willing to do her hair, whatever? So it was just like cool to see everything coming around 360. Dang, you're you're getting hairstylist now. Right. I'm gonna play your music and be like, <laughs> we're gonna go to like freaking a pizza place and be like, we we'll get free pies. Okay, right. I'm just playing mad when I get tickets. I'm like, hey, look, can you just. Take care of the ticket while I play, while I play these records. <laughs> I don't know if it'll have the same effect, but I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So the difference between, you know, success and just being very content with where you are is overcoming your fear. And every person who's gone to the next level, whether it's in their career, their lives, or anything, had to overcome something that they feared. Mm-hmm. What did you fear the most when you made that transitional move into being an artist full time? Um, honestly, I never feared that people wouldn't like it. I kind of just like was a little cocky with that. I was like, people are going to love my shit. But (laughs) what I did fear was, um, I guess not, I guess sharing my truth. Like that really was my biggest fear. Like I, I was scared to be like completely vulnerable because I always have this like, like just growing up, like I went through so much shit. So I always have this, this shield I'm like, oh yeah, I'm tough. Like I got this. I can handle this. So sharing like my deepest, darkest, you know, fears and secrets and shit that I did that I probably shouldn't have done. I was a little like scared. Apprehensive. Yeah, you know? I was definitely scared to do that. I get that. I mean, so moving forward, when when you write these records, do you feel more comfortable to do so now? Because now it's like, all right, you, you're reaching commercial success. You're now starting to. Uh, come into your own from an uh, artist perspective as well as from a, a writing perspective? Do you now just walk into a studio and just feel like, yep, look, I'm going I'm, to I'm pen this game real quick and then after that, they're just going to accept it and it's just, just going to be what's going to be. No. I don't, I don't walk into the studio like that, actually. I, I actually walk into the studio more, n- not nervous, just like a little overwhelmed sometimes just because it's like when like if I'm writing for somebody else it's like oh well we need this and it needs to be like this for that like it's just so many like you know like things yeah yeah. it's just Mm -hmm. like usually when I create I just create freely and it's like you know it just comes out or I'm talking to you and we have a conversation and we come out with something but now that it's been so like meticulous and everybody's like this is what we need with that and that it's, it's a little overwhelming but thank god like I've been able to like 
really deliver. So. Mm-hmm. so how are you able to keep your the songwriting for yourself different from the songwriting for certain artists? So like you're not getting in a situation where they're starting to sound like you, and then people are going to come back and be like, oh, Liana's trying to sound like this person and that person, when in actuality, like, you wrote that song. Um, honestly, a lot of the time, it is doesn't happen like they do end up sounding like me most of the time but um subject wise I separate it by when I write for me I'm like completely brutally honest like mm-hmm. I'll say I'll talk about cunnilingus I'll talk about you know like whatever and just be like harsh about it for other people I'll sit and I'll just like I'll try to get into their head a little bit and just ask them to share like a story with me like let's just connect because you're going into the studio with perfect strangers mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so um, I just try to like get in their head for a little bit. We have a little conversation, and then um, I ask them like, "Would you say this like this? Like, because I would say it like this, but would you say it like that? Is that true to you? Like, when I went in with Lily Allen, I wrote a song, um, and I said, "You control the, you wear the pants, but I control the zipper." And she was like, mm. "Oh, she was like bars, oh. what? Bars. Yeah, I, bars. I, I was like, oh, this is fire. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fire, and then she was like, she did too, but then she was like. But I'm I'm British. I don't say pants. I say trousers. And I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, but that so, doesn't sound sexy. <laughs> I know. Please tell trousers. me you save that for someone. Please tell me you save that. I think that. I might use it, recycle it for me. But um, but yeah, like there's always little things that you have to like get a- around and just try to. I, I'm starting to learn to cater more to an artist um, from their perspective as opposed to my own. So it's it's going really well. Now, when you're doing that, right, because just to touch on Aaron's point, you're obviously creating for someone else, like you said. Mm-hmm. Is there times where you go into the studio and you have this vision and then, you know, you're, you're dealing with a kind of like a male populated business mm-hmm. where they kind of say, mm-hmm. oh, no, you sit there and just take the direction. We got this. Mind you, they've hired you to yeah. do this and, and they trust in your game. That's why you're there. Yeah. But do you ever reach those obstacles where they put it like, uh, nah, look, look, uh, we'll tell you what to do. And you have to kind of fight these battles and say, look. I'm nice. <laughs> My pen is nice. Just just let me do me, and, and then we'll all be successful and be happy. Um, I think me personally, I'm just, I'm a person that, like, when I come into the room, I'm real, I'm real quiet usually. I like to observe and just uh, speculate the situation, see who's in charge, who's, you know, like, just mm-hmm. weigh everything out. And at first, people don't usually know, like, why I'm there. Mm-hmm. Like, when I wrote for P&B, I was there, um, Atlantic called me in. So he didn't know, he didn't even know they called me in. So there was like a bunch of groupies and shit there. So I guess he assumed I was one of them. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. So I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm I'm bopping my head real hard. And I'm like, am I phone writing? And so he comes over there. He was like, are you, you, you writing? Like you, you hit to write? And he was like, your head is not in my heart. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm here, I'm writing. I was like, oh, you want to hear what I wrote so far? And I was like, he was like, yo, that's fire. So, um... It's always it's always interesting with like a room full of men, but I usually hold my own really well. Like um, I think it's just about like setting the tone, like mm-hmm. the the way you set the tone really um, really like steers the rest of the session. Like if you come in there, all you can't be too flirtatious too. I learned that very early. Like not even like if I'm just trying to flirt with you, but just like friendly. Friendly. Like you yeah. just can't be like overtly friendly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they take it the wrong way, like yeah. you know. So, I've I've kind of like learned how to like just be chill about it, and then I get in a booth and I lay something and like, oh, that's fire, and then it just it goes really well from there. 
Man, I feel like sometimes as a woman, you you gotta like close your eyes, cover your mouth, and like Don't get wear like an entire bodysuit in order to be like, yeah. I'm not flirting with you. <laughs> like, like I'm here to work. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> the, the smallest thing, the smallest thing, is just like, oh yeah, she likes me. No, I don't. Oh yeah, she brushed her teeth today. She definitely <laughs> she likes me. She definitely likes me. I don't, but you're cool though. Like, let's work. So, so, so how do you maneuver through this industry? Like, you're you're dealing with labels as a songwriter, but then also you're an artist. And it's like, do you ever get to a point where you're not, it's like you want these higher labels or these individuals to look at you more as an artist, but if they keep calling you back to be a songwriter, it's like they're kind of pigeonholing you and it's just like oh yeah like we want you to be a songwriter but we're not really trying to look at you for an artist right now um for certain labels i feel that way i definitely do um but to be honest those labels i'm not interested in them anyway (laughs) 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 yo i'm just saying shots (laughs) she's independent man she don't need y'all um i just feel like I don't want to be somewhere where where someone doesn't see my value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you see my value in that particular aspect, cool. Like, let's make money together in that aspect. Me and my artistry is not for you and your company. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, at first I was like, well, like, I was writing songs for all these artists. And then they would cut it. They would be so excited about it. They're like, oh, she's taking this, he's taking this, yada, yada, yada. Then they would cut it and they'd be like, oh, it doesn't sound like yours. I'm like, so in my head, I'm like, why don't you sign me? Okay, (laughs) whatever. So at first, I like beginning out, like when I first started, I was like a little salty. I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. Like if you like it so much, why don't, you know? But now I'm just like, it does make sense. This is not for me. Like that's Mm -hmm. not my, that's not my path. And it wasn't. And I like, I did it independently and it really, really worked out so far. Well, I mean, writing, writing the record like Selfish, you got to kind of wonder like, damn, I wonder what have happened if I would have written that for myself. Do you ever kind of get those feelings like, damn, I wrote this nigga smash, <laughs> smash, and they just want me to write? Like they don't even they don't even get it yet. Um, I've I've never felt like that yet. I, I haven't felt like that. I've um, people usually say that to me though. They're mm-hmm. like, yo, that should have been that could have been your record for this. And I'm like, no, it wasn't supposed to be my record. Mm-hmm. Like that was supposed mm-hmm. to happen. Like I believe I'm a full believer in, like. Things happen because they're supposed to happen. And I don't, I don't get salty over other people's like successes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, no, that was meant to be that way, and mine is gonna be a different way. So. And I mean, you've been doing amazing as an artist, like the just to see the progression and like literally every time I'm on social media, your name's on Fader and this website and that website and you're getting people are talking about you here. I'm just like, dang, like Liana is getting up there. And it's it's been amazing just to see kind of like that rise. And you're also even though you're confident about it, you're like you're still humble about it, too. Like even this conversation, like you have your very bold statements, but you're also very humble about it um so i want to ask is as a female artist what are some of the trials and tribulations that you have to constantly get over because this is a male dominated industry yeah um for the record i support women i'm I'm for women (laughs) put that out there (laughs) um I feel like it's an ever-going battle. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't think it's ever going to stop. Um, it's, it's 
it's weird. It's weird. It's like there's like two sides that they want you to be. Like there's like the extremely sexy, mm-hmm. like overtly sexy, and then there's the like I'm a boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they kind of like no, literally, <laughs> and they kind of don't let you just be a woman. Like I I want to dress how I want to feel today. Yeah. Like this is how I feel. I I, I feel like Aaliyah today. I want to wear, wear baggy clothes. Okay, today I'm on my Grace Jones shit. Like, chill out. Like, I'm a, I can dress how I want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's fashion. Like, let me express myself. And I think I've had problems with that. Um, so far, like it's like people are like, oh, people are gonna get confused if you do this, oh or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that that happens sometimes. Like I'll go into, um, you know, anything where where someone's dressing me. And I'm just like, well, just, it don't matter. Like, you know, like it's about the music. It's like I just wanted to be about the music. Let's let's touch people yeah. with the music. And um, who cares if someone's like turned on by a sexy outfit or or somebody's turned off by a boy? You know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like for me, that's been annoying. Yeah, so I feel like at the end of the day, like sexiness is about confidence it's about on the inside because it's like yeah because like you can wear whatever like me like there are times where i like i'm like this i mean most of the time i'm like this but um (laughs) because i'm trying to well no but like it goes back to what liana said like most of the time i'm like this because i work in the music industry i'm around dudes all the time and i'm not trying to have them have the wrong you you know feelings about me or representation so i purposely dress like this like you saw me i could switch it up in a second like like, yeah, I, I can like don't I've, get it I've twisted. Seen. Look, she's clapping her hands. That's when you don't know a girl is serious when you start clapping. It. Listen, let me tell you, I got this. That's what girls do. Go ahead, back, back. Ahead. But no, like I, I, I do feel her pain because like I may not be an artist, but it's the same in media, and it's, it's just problem. like it's like if you're too sexy, you get. You're trying to yeah. To no, I'm confident in my skin right now. Like let yeah, me, let me live in that. Yeah, and it's yeah. like if you're dressing down, oh that's a problem. If you're dressing yeah. too sexy, oh that's a problem. problem. If you're in the middle, that's a. Pro- it's like oh my god, it's can so, you pick? It's so much, but I, I feel like it's a lot easier for dudes. Like you literally yeah. could throw on whatever, and you're good. Nobody's gonna bother you. Like, Easy. You're good. You know how hard it is to coordinate your kicks with your oh, sneak? What? Your what? <laughs> boy, bye. No, girl, boy, bye. Stop. Dressing, man. Stop. A, a line is very important. Let, let a guy try to t- uh, talk to you with a bad hairline. You will kill him for days in the group chat on well, a song. Uh, <laughs> have you seen some rappers out these days? With their hair. Like, let's no, be you, honest. You can come out the house, however. <laughs> the tattoos on the face. It's all good. It's all good. You, you got, come on. Come yeah. on. All right, all right. So, probably just like image mostly. Like, just maintaining something and just being, like, told that I, that you have to do this is that. It's like, uh, I don't like boundaries and restrictions. I'm not, like, I'm not good with that. Yeah. Well, how does how does that work from a relationship aspect? You seem like one of those women that's just like, look, I'm doing this. <laughs> At this time, you either like it, you roll with it, <laughs> <Yum>. or... <laughs> Get off the train. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you kind of... Yeah. You, you're one of the, the women that I, I actually admire the way you carry yourself because you, you remind me of Aaron as well where you guys kind of walk this certain line of, look, this is me. I'm going to hold my truths. And I got a job to do and I have a mission in life. And whatever I'm doing, it's important to me. So you can pump your brakes and just chill for a minute or you can just support me. So, I mean, how does that affect you, you know, moving at this point? It's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's, um, it's hard to find dudes, too, who, like, understand that. Yeah. It's really hard for, 
for some like I, I noticed that a lot of guys are like, Oh, I want a girl who has this and is going for her and can do this. But then like I realize that once they have it, they completely don't know yeah. what to do. It's just mm-hmm. like too too much power for them. It's like a, a huge ego battle. And it shouldn't be like why why can't you be with another powerful person? I feel like two powerful people should get together and just double that shit up. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like support each other. And then encourage the world outside of you. You know what I'm saying? But there's weak, there's weak people out here. It'd be like that. It's the truth. As if they don't see Jay Z and Beyonce and what they're doing. Yeah, like that blows like, my mind. Like we have a perfect example. Like it's right there. Yeah. Come on, let's go. But a, a where's, lot of, where's Jay at? Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't even think about it. It's hard when you have your own dreams and aspirations and things of that nature, and then you have someone that's pursuing it and/or being successful at it. A mm. lot of people can't really take in success and and support it as, as crazy as that as yeah. that may sound a lot mm. of people don't know how to handle it because now their insecurities now come uh you know full frontal and they feel like you know insignificant or they feel uh less than so i mean i get the the perspective of it but to you guys this point i think if, if the best thing you could have is a power couple where you're both moving you're both yeah, trying it's, to it's do important. things together you're up, up up um uplifting each other and you're you're trying to make sure that you know you're happy and your significant other is happy i think that that's that's the only way it, it, it can really work especially in this industry yeah. yeah if you don't have trust if you don't have oh, no. uh, mm-hmm. respect for your partner it's if you don't yeah, yeah if you don't have any of that listen you gonna be single for the rest of your life, especially in this life. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't for everybody. So to be honest, though, I think I think it's partially that, but I also think it's people's misunderstanding of balance. Like people mm-hmm. think when you say balance, it's oh, it's even. No, everyone's balance is different. Mm-hmm. Their their work life balance could be a little more work, but then like when they're in the life, like it's like no work, don't talk to me, that's it. Yeah. So yeah. I think when people go into relationships or any situations, they think that like oh, the same amount of energy you give you me. Give yeah, at the same amount of energy you put in your music, oh, you're going to give that to no. me at the That's same crazy. time. It's like, no, not in that way. Like, right. from Monday to Friday, it's work. Right. But, like, Sunday, you have all oh of me. God. You have all my time. My phone's off. And I just think it's, like, people's misunderstanding of that yeah. and not understanding, like, you're not going to get, like, oh, you got, you got to pick and choose. Do you want me to give you affection and everything? But that also means like, I'm not going to bring you around my work stuff or talk about right. my work stuff. Or if you want, like, if you want nicer things, you know, nicer That's apartment, then let me work. Mm-hmm. How you want to live? I'm confused. <laughs> now, when I think about that, again, to present day, what's something that, you know, you want to experience maybe with you by yourself or with a, a significant other that people wouldn't think you would want to experience at this point? Um, I want to, tra- I mean, I think a lot of people want to do this, but I I really want to travel the world. Mm-hmm. I like, I would like to do it with a partner if I, if I find one. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, that would be super fire to me. I just like, I love nature. And um, oh, I didn't know and I love. I'm a huge mm-hmm. foodie, so like I want to go and just like, eat food all around the world. <gasps> oh wait, oh, so you would be yes. you'd be on that like that nature look, Aaron too. You'd be yes. on like that nature show, like eating yeah. snails and like. Oh weird... no 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 no! I'm not doing the snails. Oh, all right, I was about to say. But do you watch what? the Food Network though? I do. Like, do you watch like it was a diner? 
Dynadrive, something like something that. Like, yeah. Yo, I literally write down the names yeah, of the spots too. and like Every anytime time, I yeah, especially if it's in my area. Like me and Sean send things back and forth to each other, and like yeah, I'm like yo, we have to go to this place. We have to go to this place. So yeah, it's gonna happen too very soon. <laughs> Look how what, what food does to people. People Listen, just get excited over food. It's the best thing in the world. It is. I think if guys understood that, they would get women better. Like we just want. Food. Oh no, I'm I'm big into food. Let me be clear. I'm I'm very and... particular about food. <laughs> Anyone that knows me, I'm particular about food. And yeah, but women are not that much different. We like food we too. Love food. Like the listen, the whole okay. There, it may be the younger women, the younger generation. Like when I go on a date, I don't want no salad. Like give me a burger with fries. Like <laughs> I'm not like I'm not about to eat a salad. Mm-mm. No. You want food yeah. and good food. I don't yeah. care if it's fancy, not fancy, yeah, freaking Groupon. Just give me good Taco food. Taco truck. Yeah. Taco trucks be banging on. Yo, they are. There's one that's in Los Angeles. They do. It's uh, Mexican and I think like Korean mm. mixed together. Yo, it is the bomb. Oh my good. gosh. That's nuts. See, you're making my, you're making my fat girl side <laughs> oh, come no, out. Man. Look at y'all rubbing y'all stomachs. <laughs> so, so, I mean, what are, you, what are you working on now? I mean, we, we, um, you know, we dropped, you dropped, I should say, uh, the single Ghost and uh, mm. people like me. Love, love, love the record. Mm-hmm. It's great follow-up yeah. to Insubordinate. Um, so, what, are, what can we expect from you, you know, kind of moving forward? Um, this EP is kind of just like a dive deeper into me. I think... I feel like the first um, insubordinate mm-hmm. was kind of like the who for people to get to know me. Now this is like the what. Okay. And I feel like as I create, it's going to just like fill out the whole like who, what, when, where, why thing. So you mm-hmm. could like fully understand and grasp like what I'm about. Who you are as an artist. Okay. Are you afraid though? Because like you Hell said yeah. that you're afraid to really be super vulnerable. Now you're yeah, saying you're getting I'm mad going, vulnerable. Yeah, I'm like going deeper. It was it was hard to create. Um some of these songs but um ghosts and people like me are some of the funner ones where like i am still being like very honest like don't let people like me like this is what i'm gonna do when i heard you that ghost record, you is, ghost and yeah and when i heard that record i was like <laughs> but it's true people like me you shouldn't love people like, like me when you're focused i ain't gonna lie you may be a savage on the low <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, he's over there saying, "Yep." If, if y'all could only see, like her, her cousin Sean, I, I normally put as the savage one because he's just he's he's a Capricorn like me, so he's very straight, blunt to the point. And Liana has this very calm, very warm energy and demeanor about her. I'm not so certain now listening to these records. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god! I remember the ghost. It was like one verse where she's like, "Yeah, basically, like we had fun in the bathroom stall." Then we ghost. I was like, "Oh, that's straight savage." savage. <laughs> I guess it's the savage part coming out now. I guess. Uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> Nobody really. I'm just. I'm just really just focused yeah. on. You know, I just don't really have time for nonsense. Mm. I feel you. Like so, what what do you what do you have coming up besides obviously music? Like any shows? Um, you know, are you doing anything outside of music? Like what what else do you have going on? Um, I have videos coming up. I Ooh. shot a video for huh? people like me. I'm so bad at reading lips. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shot a video. I'm like the worst. Like he, he'll be talking forever trying to um, say something. I'm like, what? You got to hold up the signs. Yeah. Like, the, the cards are. 
Uh, oh yeah, I just shot a commercial for this dope company called Wave. They're like this mm. new um, video music app. It's like really, really dope. Um, so that's coming. People like me videos coming. Um, this is really cool. We did like green screen. Well, we had to do blue screen because my hair is green. So it's like <laughs> I was just had been bald. With... <laughs> um, so that was fun. And um, outside of music, I'm working on some charities. Mm, I've been like. That's dope. Yeah, I've had these these ideas in my mind for like a long time and I'm just like, well, now I'm starting to have like a little bit more of a platform where I can influence and really like make an impact on the things I want to make an impact on. So, yeah, I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> but what kind of charity? Is it like for like uh, like a boys and girls club kind of thing or like what kind? The first there's like this three, actually there's four, but um the first one was inspired by my great-grandmother. She was, like, on her deathbed in the hospital and kind of, like, just, like, in a vegetation state. And um, me, my sisters, my mom, my grandmother came in, and we started singing, like, some of her favorite songs from church. And she literally, like, basically, like, came back to life and, like, got up and started, like, clapping and singing and smiling. And it was just, like, it was insane. And um, after that, she passed away, like, a couple days later, but Sorry. after that, I was just like, I want to do this for people. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to do this. So um, I want to, like, get together, like, a bunch of my dope-ass artist friends. And I want to just go to the hospitals and do, like, sing songs and make people, you know, add yeah. some some life and happiness in um, hospitals. So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing, I want to do this thing called the Starving Artist Char- um, Fund. I don't know. I haven't figured out the name properly, but... Mm-hmm. We really do starve. Like, yeah. like it's like it's a real thing. Like, there's times where like I had no food. Like, it's a real it's a real thing when you're um trying to do this craft. Like, you don't know when your next check is gonna come in. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You're told, oh yeah, this will be like around this time. You won't see that shit till like next year. You're like, wait, but I did this like two years ago. Like, what happened? So um, I don't. I just want to use that struggle and help out somebody else who's like an, an aspiring musician that might be like in a rut right now and needs some like something Motivation, food or yeah. some <laughs> toiletries or feminine products or you know what I'm saying because it, it gets real out here. Um, yeah, and then there's other stuff too coming up. <laughs> <laughs> much, much more to come. Yeah, you know, we should, you should link her up with Felicia. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about that, too. So um, we had a guest on, first guest, which uh, we, we still thank her to death, uh, mm-hmm. Felicia Temple. She has uh, a concept like that. And oh, nice. it's, it's called um, Musicians in Medicine. Um, mm. But I'm sure that that would be a, a great thing for you guys to do because a lot of people do need help and a lot of people do need guidance. And, and sometimes yeah. you just need that extra tap on the shoulder to say, hey, it's going to be OK. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, you're, you're gifted and you're doing this for a purpose. Just mm-hmm. stick with it. And I think a lot of people don't really realize what it takes to be an artist. Yeah. Like you, you're constantly scrutinized. You're constantly put under these deadlines that you may not be able to meet and or may not even be able to come be creative as you were because you're going through your own struggles, yet you have to produce. And I think it takes a toll on people at times. So, you know, hearing that you want to identify with that and or help uh, entertainers or or just people, I think that that's a great thing. And, you know, myself and Aaron include will definitely support you in that. um, Because that's just just really, really important. Just from a community aspect, too. We need more of that and we need more people to you know, uplift one each uh, one another rather than, you know, doing the norm of just 
disregarding and or just being dismissive. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, moving forward with you, and I always wanted to ask you this just because I've been to a number of your shows. You have, have you ever thought about choreography? Um, I used to choreograph, well, not like professionally choreograph, mm-hmm. but like growing up, I used to choreograph a lot of things for, um, like I was the captain of my cheerleading team. Mm-hmm. So like I choreographed all of our dances. And um, even like I've, I've choreographed all of my live shows from the since I started doing mm-hmm. live shows. So um, yeah, that would be cool. That would be really dope. <laughs> You're just for whatever. You're I don't. Like, I don't I know. Heal. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know. It'll be weird. Um, like my whole process is so strange. I <laughs> I sit in the dark. And I like turn. I have these lights. I call them my happy lights. And they're like they just blink all over the place. And I put those lights on, and I list. I close my eyes, and I listen to my songs, and my eyes closed the whole time, and just draw shapes. And then after I see the shapes, then I make my movement based on the shapes that I drew. And yeah, so that would be kind of a lot to do for so many different people. Oh, you're a sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but. Yeah, I have a weird process with that. So what's your process for making your own music then? Like, if you're drawing shapes, are you, like, drawing numbers or something? Like, That's another weird thing. Like, um, it could either be the conventional way in a studio, regular. But growing up, I used to go and climb a school across the street from my house and sit on the roof and just write. Like, it, I just liked being up high. Mm-hmm. Then for a little while... I had a phase where I wanted to sit in the bathtub. So, but like not with water. Like I would put the pillows from the living room in the bathtub <laughs> and they have like candles in the room and I would just sit there and just write. And it was comfortable for me. I, I don't know. All right. All right, guys. <laughs> this is the time in the podcast where I let you know Liana's moved up on my serial killer list. Just, just put it out there. Oh, yeah. We have, he has this list. Every time yeah. we interview someone and they say something, we're just like, what? Yeah. We're like, where are they on that list, though? You're a little dexterous. Wait, who, 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 who's, who's up there? Who's number one Roy, so uh, far? Uh, I don't know, man. That'd be a horrible serial killer. I'd be a great detective, though. But have you ever seen Dexter? Dexter yeah. is a serial killer uh, who hunts serial killers. I'd be a good Dexter. Oh, Drawing man. shapes and it's, stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving letters with shapes. <laughs> Figure that out. <laughs> All right. So I, I, want, I really want to get into the record because uh, this is one of my personal favorites, especially just seeing your journey. So, I mean, if, if you could, could you introduce your, your single? This is, <laughs> this is Ghost, um, produced by Yobo. And we made this. We started this song in our living room in my house, which is apartment 210, which is what the album is named after. Oh. So, yeah. That's dope. On the couch. Did it right there. Hello. All right, let's get in the ghost. Lego. Now your pants are hanging at your ankle 
to the man upstairs and we go Right, we're back. Fire. Oh my Fire. gosh. See? Fire. Straight savage. <laughs> you gotta watch her, man. I'm telling you. She's nice, very calm, but number one, we've already figured out that she sleeps with pillows in the tub. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't say I draw shapes. She draws shapes right with, these the fun, with these funny lights. Well, in my story, that's where it's gonna be. And then and, and we also have figured out that your pen game is crazy Thank and you. you're a savage. <laughs> so well, we, we just we just have to watch out for you. I guess. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> this is this is kind of like a random question, but like mm-hmm. you have such a unique way of thinking and also processing. So, <laughs> I want to ask you this question. It's really kind of random, but I think it was kind of shed light on your creative process and your thinking and everything. But if you could have a superpower, what would it be? So many, there's so many cool ones. Probably, probably invisibility. Why? Because I would just do so much. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the savagery. What? If y'all can see the evilness in her face, she said, I would do so much. (laughs) Like, Trump Trump is out of here. (laughs) Listen, we just did a whole podcast on that whole thing. Yeah, we did. When we had a podcast, Mm because now and then we have like our own discussions where we kind of reveal stuff about ourselves because I'm very similar. People don't know jack about my personal life, yeah. and I keep it that way. But because it's podcast, like y'all, you're, you're, you're gonna find sure. out sooner or later. But we talked about our black experience and being being black people in this country. And even though you know we're in a very comfortable, well off positions, it's like no matter what, we're still going to deal with racism in some shape or form, or even stereotypes. Which boom, 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 boom. What as a black female artist? What are some racial stereotypes that you've dealt with or had to overcome because even though you're talented you're still a minority yeah so like what do you deal with um uh i have a song that might be on the next project and there's a line in it that says um what's this what's the lyric it's like um mm, sean how does the song go the um uh, dun, dun. the one that I'm like um the label said the song is to um that's it no that'd be dead. I couldn't remember my own lyrics it's it's um right too much fire how could you cycle or circle life uh, see how life goes see how life goes all the circle it's all the cycle Oh, label said, label said they love the music, what a great writer, but the skin won't work, your skin, no, but the song won't work, your skin gotta be whiter, put it on myself, me glow and matte, and now the same label is calling me back, yeah, that's it, so yeah, that's wow. so it, it's like, it happens a lot, like I'll have a song, and I'll be like, yo, that's fire, that's fire, you should give it to white person, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like, Why? And they're like, oh, well, basically, because you're right. And I'm just like, uh, no, it's my song. <laughs> like, I'm cool. I'm good Dang. on that. So that that happens. Um, and then just like the typical, when you first, when they first see me, oh, she does this and this and this only. And mm-hmm. then I'll play them records. And it is so blown away because they had this little idea of what Who I was capable yeah. of. And like, I literally write everything. 
that you can think of. And they're just like, yo, I didn't know. Like, this is crazy. I'm like, you shouldn't judge me from, from yeah. my brownness. Like, that's yeah. that's super whack. So, yeah. That's wild. I ain't gonna lie. That's, that's, that's kind of tough to deal with. Like, you mm-hmm. put all your artistry into something. You put your passion behind something. Just for someone to say that's not you. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you wrote it, you right. penned it, it's <laughs> you not, did everything, but it's not and then they're like, "Oh no, uh, let, let's give that to so and so," just because you know, it just makes more sense. Uh, no, yeah. it makes sense for me. <laughs> people gotta stop doing that. Yeah. yeah. Like, let people be who they be. You know what I mean? Like, artists come up here all the time that we speak about, and that's the number one thing that they talk about is how they feel like. You know, they can't be themselves or they worry about the scrutiny or they worry about, you know, how it's going to be perceived or, yeah. or how, um, you know, their fans will take to it. Because, you know, you have fans out there, too, that while they support you, they judge the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Let people be who, who they are. You know, you, you started following them. You believed in their dreams and, and, and who they are from the get go to present day. Let these people be who they are because you don't know what they go through. You don't know what their trials and tribulations are mm-hmm. outside of the music. And, you know, you could be hindering them from their growth and you getting what you ultimately want long term. And that's good quality music. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's openness. That's that's being vulnerable. And I think that, you know, and I know that's hard to do for labels because they have their, their visions and they have their uh, little ways of doing things where they want to market people. But at the end of the day, you, you bring these talent on just because of who they are and their pen. And, you know, that craft needs to be expressed however they feel. Well, I also think, you know, this is, <clears throat> I also think what contributes to that is that artists are picked up now because of cultural relevancy and not necessarily talent all the time. Okay. Not saying all artists aren't talented, but it's like there are some very talented artists that just, like, don't get their shine just because they're not, like, popping or buzzing. Yeah. And it's like... <clears throat> they're picking more artists based off of like, all right, who's buzzing, who's popping, who's hot right now. So I think that also contributes to the like the the whole like, oh, this is her lane, this is what's hot now, that's why we want her. Instead of looking at like, oh, she can do all this. This is a, lo- a career longevity. Right. Instead of like, what's hot now, right. you know? And um, you know, I have friends at the labels. I love you guys. You know, I love you guys. But you also know I keep it real too. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna say this on that podcast. <laughs> same, same. I mean, for me, that's been the most restricting part about artistry because I'm so used to just writing, just freely just writing. And now it's like, uh, you can't really put this out right now because you just put out that and like, you're not really going to get that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole and I understand, like, I completely understand the business aspect of Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, I adhere to it where I see fit. But it's just so stifling. Right. Like it's, yeah. And then you grow as a person so quickly. So it's like you're continuously growing and it's like you have to kind of like... Curb that a little bit. Yeah, you have to like dim yourself down a little bit now, to Now is that partly the, the, the reason why you're you're independent? Because I'm, I'm sure with your talent, you've written for God knows how many people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that partly the reason why you've kind of chosen not to take certain deals because you, you really want to be free to, to do what you want and, yeah. and be your own person? Yeah, 100%. Um, I think some people just, they had their idea of who I was. And I was like, oh, that's totally not me. Like, you, <laughs> you're way off. So, um, you know, I, I couldn't sell myself out and do something that would make me unhappy. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, like if I ever find people who do get my shit and like really understand and are excited, I'm not opposed. Okay. Yeah, and I also think it's just like as you're building your momentum and you're going, you're going, and they see like, oh, her being herself is working. It is marketable. They're, and then they're going to be like, okay, you can come on and be yourselves. It's kind of like 
now it's like if you sign early they'll mold and shape yeah. you but mm-hmm. if you give them enough leverage and then they're like okay now we'll allow you to be yourself yeah. because you have enough backing and support that we can just come in and just kind of like you know lift you up a little yeah. bit I think you just you have to solidify nowadays you have to solidify who you are before you go into situations because like you said like they will tell you who you are mm-hmm. and that's never fun <laughs> so yeah so you know i think this will get people who are listening i'm sure there's gonna be some people who are upcoming artists that are you know a little bit behind you who may not know how to go about things because obviously you know about business and you know about music business so you guys are are moving and shaking and doing what you need to do Mm -hmm. um but for someone who is you're kind of in like the middle area where it's like you're not like a newly upcoming artist but you're just not trending upwards trending like you're not like Mm -hmm. up there with some of the other people you're kind of like where a lot of the artists are you know, before they have their big break. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how as an artist, for any new artist listening to this podcast, like how as an artist can you, what's one advice that you would give in order to get your stuff together so you can be taken seriously about your artistry to get to the next level? Um, I think my biggest thing is that people are very, they move scary. And when we did this, we there was no fear at all. Like, it was, like, complete belief in what we do. And I think people seeing that confidence that we exuded made them understand and believe what we did and mm-hmm. relate to what we did. When I feel like when, when you're not sure of yourself and you're, like, pretending and trying to be something, people pick up on that shit, like, mm-hmm. easy. Like, people know most of the time when you're... Um, when you're really not. So to me, the biggest thing would just be to be real. Be as real as you possibly can and put your shit out. Like, don't, there's no reason to like hold, like I was holding songs for so long and I was just like, oh, I can't put it out until this time I had to get this. Oh, I need to do a label deal first. And then people were telling me, yeah, you can't do it. And I started to believe everything. And I said, you know what? This is fire. Like, I believe in it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to put it out. And we did. And my first song that we put out, like, the next day we were like, how many views does this have? No way. Like, nobody knows me. Like, only people in the industry know me for writing. Like, people don't know me. How is this possible? So, you know, like, if people will connect. If, you, if you're trying to connect with them, they'll connect. Dope, dope, That's a dope. good point. Well, I mean... We can't thank you enough for coming on. Thank you, um, we, We've been wanting to get you on. I've been hounding uh, Sean <laughs> and all of you guys just because, you, you know, you're one of our favorites just from, a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to Aaron's point, from an underground per se to just someone that's just going so far with your progression in music and just writing just overall. And now hearing all the other things that you're working on from charities and stuff, I just think it's great. So, again, thank we support you. you. We want to thank you for coming on. And um, be on the lookout for... Uh, Liana's new project, um, you know, I, I'm certain I'm, I'm buying it twice if need be. So <laughs> I'll be at every show if possible because I, I just believe in your talent and who you are as a person. Thank you. Um, so again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Liana Banks.